0: From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Johnny, this phone number you left for me to call, are you at Bellevue Hospital? Yeah, Randy. What's wrong? Are you at
1: headquarters? Yeah. A truck ran over Mike Flynn, and I'm sure it was deliberate.
0: But he's alive, I hope.
1: He was four hours ago when I dragged him in here.
0: Indestructible Mike.
1: I'm not so sure this time.
0: What about that truck? Did you get the license? Yeah,
1: the boys at the first precinct are working on it. Check with them, will you, while I stay here at the hospital?
0: Sure, Johnny. And
1: one other thing. Yeah? Find out how long that Gladhand rescue mission has been in existence. The
0: place where old Mike's been living? Yeah. Why?
1: I don't know yet. But do it, will you?
0: Sure, and you let me know when Mike's out of danger, huh? Johnny?
1: Better pray a little bit, Randy.
0: Tonight. And every weekday night, Bob Bailey in the transcribed adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator... Yours
1: truly, Johnny Dollar. <laughs> expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar, location New York, New York, to the Lakeside Life and Casualty Company. Following is an accounting of expenditures incurred during my investigation of the indestructible Mike matter. The veneer of class and education assumed by J. Wesley Cosgrave just wasn't thick enough to hide the fact that he was better known a few years ago as Dutchy Gordon. And to the old-time racketeer, it looked like a cinch. Pick up a Bowery bum like Mike Flynn. Insure his life for 50 grand. Give him a few weeks of high living. Then knock him off and collect the insurance. Yeah, real cinch especially for Cosgrave, who'd learned as far back as the early days of Prohibition how to employ hired thugs to do the dirty work, while he sat back and collected the profits. I knew as surely as I'm sitting here that Cosgrave was behind the knifing, the shooting, and now this accident to old Mike. But how to prove it? Yeah, sitting here in the waiting room of the hospital, waiting, waiting for some word of Mike's condition. Mr. Dollar? Oh, yes, Doc. Can I see him now? Oh, very shortly, I believe. Well, oh, how, how is he? Is he? There's having...
0: a phone call for you at the floor desk. Oh, this way, please.
1: Thanks. But how is Mike? Doc, how is he? Uh,
0: you'll be able to see him shortly.
1: Here you are. Oh, thanks. Johnny Dollar.
0: Ah, oh, Mr. Dollar. I was quite sure that you would be there at the hospital. This is Jay Wesley Cosgrave.
1: What made you think that?
0: Why? Because of the accident to Michael Jeremiah Flynn.
1: How did you know about it? I kept it out of the papers.
0: I find it helpful to know about a lot of things that don't get into the papers.
1: Well, your boy goofed, Cosgrave. Mike is still alive.
0: My boy?
1: You know as well as I do, Dutchie, that one of your mob was at the wheel of that truck that ran him down.
0: You better keep your yap shut, Dollar, or I... I... uh... I thought I made it plain to you earlier that I no longer have any connection with the doings of the, uh, shall we say, underworld. Oh, sure, sure. As for poor old Mike, I understand it was an accident, a very
2: unfortunate...
1: Knock it off, Cosgrave. I was there when it happened. Oh? Yeah. Pretty stupid of a would-be killer to try that with an investigator right next to Mike, wasn't it?
2: Did you see the driver of the truck?
1: Suppose I did. You say he wasn't one of your boys, so what difference would it make to you?
2: Why,
0: none, none at all. Did you see him?
1: Why don't you worry about that for a while? Again, I waited. Sat and waited. And paced the corridor of the hospital. Outside, the sun sank slowly behind the horizon of skyscrapers... and the busy clamor of the day's traffic... segued to the softer, muffled, but still busy traffic hum of night. And I waited. And smoked. And waited. Finally, it must have been close to midnight... The nurse led me quietly down the hall and indicated the private room that I'd had set aside for Mike. After a brief instruction about not staying too long, she pushed open the door for me and she tiptoed away. And there, lo and behold, in all his glory, his head swathed in bandages but wearing a smile a mile wide, sat indestructible Mike.
2: Hi there, Johnny. Mike. Oh, Mike, you old reprobate. Uh, I guess there is something in prayer after all. Uh, how about this, Johnny? Isn't this swell? Isn't this the finest place you ever saw?
1: Oh, Mike, you're going to be okay, aren't
2: you? You're going to? I am now. But I guess I had those doctors scared. Oh, my, 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 Johnny. You just should have seen the way they fluttered around. And those nurses, Johnny. I never saw such beautiful ladies in all my life. And so nice. And doesn't it smell good in here? The disinfectant they use using here is much nicer than Daddy Bill has at the mission. And you know something? I haven't seen a single bed bug. Not even a cockroach. Oh, no, Mike.
1: Mike, I'm so glad to see you in one piece. Oh,
2: sure I am. But an old bum hasn't any right in a pretty place like this. You
1: had no more business living through that accident than...
2: Oh, Johnny, how you talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you mustn't talk so much. No matter how good you feel, you need rest. Time to heal up whatever got broken. Broken? Oh, me? Well, you still need rest and quiet. Here, I'll turn off this light.
2: Uh,
1: <coughs> I'll see you in the morning. Oh.
2: But, uh, Johnny. Yeah? Johnny, how can I just sleep?
1: Oh, too much pain, huh? Want the nurse to give you a hypo? Oh,
2: they fill me up with more needles than you ever saw, but there's only one real painkiller, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, uh <clears throat> I'll see you later. If the administration of Bellevue Hospital ever found out that I was back in Mike's room a few minutes later, and why, they'd probably have my neck. But I I didn't leave the whole bottle with him, I swear it. Only about three fingers in his water tumbler. And the blissful expression on his face as he closed his eyes to sleep made me sure I'd done right. (laughs) Item fifteen, one eighty. taxi back to my dingy little hotel. And I thanked whatever gods may be that old Mike had pulled through. He'd been right. They just couldn't seem to kill him. So far. But I knew they wouldn't give up. Not with $50,000 at stake. $50,000 more to line the pockets of Dutchy Gordon, who I was sure was just as much of a racketeer as ever, despite his present name of J. Wesley Cosgrave and his pretense of gentility. Because his henchmen had always feared to squeal or died violently before they could, the police had nothing on him. My job was to find one of the mob make him sing. But how? I guess I was still thinking or dreaming about it when my phone rang the next morning. Hello? Johnny Dollar. This is Johnny Dollar. Hello? Oh. 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 Uh, Johnny Dollar.
0: Hey, you still in bed? Mm-hmm. Oh, Randy. Yeah, I thought you were gonna call me. Is he still alive?
1: He sure was when I last saw him at about midnight.
0: Well, oh, that's a miracle after what that truck did to him. And say... Yeah? Uh, the boys downtown found that truck. Yeah? Yeah, it had been stolen and was abandoned. Did they find any prints on it? Plenty. Whose? Lefty Skillman.
1: Well, have they picked yeah, him? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They found him all right. Tied up in a sack floating in the East River. Old-time gangster style.
1: Oh, so help me. I knew that when Cosgrave you found up. You say
0: Mike's gonna be okay?
1: Randy, he was sitting up in bed perky as a cockatoo. No. I don't know how he does it. Why, he was all ready to pack up and go back to the Gladhand Rescue Mission. Huh? Felt he didn't deserve to be in such a nice, clean place as the hospital. <laughs>
0: This is foolish art. Did you find
1: out anything for me about that flophouse?
0: Yeah, that's what I called you about. Uh, but you still haven't told me... Well, what'd you find? Uh, well, according to the records, the building was put up in uh, 1901. As a mission? As a piano store, 1901 to 1906. A real respectable place. Then? Well, that section began to degenerate. 1906 to 18 was a cheap grocery store. 18 from
1: 1956.
0: From eight 1918 to 22 was a secondhand clothing store and a speakeasy till 1929. Keep going, Randy. Well, I guess the Depression knocked that out because next it was a saloon. How long? Let's see, uh, 1944. That's when William Grover Larkin took over the lease.
1: Daddy Bell. Yeah, that's I right. I knew it, Randy. I knew it. Yeah, what? Dutchy Gordon, alias J. Wesley Cosgrave, told me that he'd got a hand from that mission when he was just a kid. Huh? That would have meant 25, 30 years ago, at least.
0: It's only been a mission for 12, but... Hey, wait a minute. The lease on that property, when it was a speakeasy, was in the name of Larkin, too.
1: Add one more fact, Randolph, and you see what I'm getting at. What's that? Your own police files show Cosgrave was still in the rackets in 44.
0: Yeah, but on a charge that we couldn't substantiate. Right.
1: Tie him up. Cosgrave was a rum runner during Prohibition. Daddy Bill ran the speak for him since 1944.
0: Whoa, 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 now, boy. You're trying to build a case on purely circumstantial evidence. All right, but I think
1: I can make it stick. Now, listen. Where does Cosgrave get the thugs for whatever job he's pulling now? If he is. Of course he is. And he gets them out of that flop house. The boys he gives jobs to that are never seen again, remember?
0: Yeah, wow. Hey, maybe it does tie up. Oh,
1: you bet your sweet life it does. At least I'm going to tie it up.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Take it easy, Johnny. Just how are you going to go about it? Well, the right? first thing I'm going
1: to... Well, hold it.
0: Huh? Well, what's the matter?
1: Somebody outside the door of this room, I think. Hold on, Rennie.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Johnny.
1: All right, what do you think you're doing? Oh, Johnny, hello, hello. Whoever hit me with whatever he hit me with wasn't fooling me. In the second before I passed out, I vaguely remember hearing a voice, the voice of the room clerk shouting at whoever it was, and the sound of footsteps running away. Then blackness, and a dark, heavy throbbing in my head. Then after a long time, another familiar voice. It was Randy, I think. Dimly, somewhere along the line, I could see figures bending over me. Hear the voice again. Then more darkness and the weird sounds in my brain. Other sounds, too, that seem familiar. And seem meaningless. 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 Finally... After an eternity of jumbled sounds and shadows, a cold, bright light pierced into my slowly returning consciousness. Momentarily, I could see a man in white, and women in, yeah, yeah, a hospital. These were the doctor and the nurses. I tried to speak to them. I couldn't. But slowly, a realization of what had happened came to my muddled mind. Randy, on the telephone, had heard the attack on me and had brought help. An ambulance had brought me here. For a brief moment, I saw the glint of a needle poised above my arm. Again, but a soft, quiet, peaceful blackness.
2: Johnny, Johnny, mm. Johnny!
1: Ah, mm. oh, wow! Well, what you...
2: <laughs> Johnny, oh. that's the boy. Oh. Wake up, uh, Mike. <laughs> that's right. Isn't it nice they put you in the same room oh. with me? <laughs> yeah, oh, Mike. Your policeman friend saw to it, mm. and he told me something, Johnny. And he's right. Mm. You've got to be careful. They're out to get you too.
1: Now, here's our star to tell you about the final intriguing episode of this week's story. Tomorrow? Well, old Mike may have been indestructible, but I knew by now that I wasn't. So tomorrow, the wind-up. It had to be while I was still alive. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar.
0: Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Bailey, is transcribed in Hollywood. It is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone, who also wrote tonight's story. Be sure to join us tomorrow night, same time and station for the next exciting episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, Roy Rowan speaking.